Well, hello there. Time again for the Florida Roundtable. And as summer kicks into gear and it gets hotter out there, we've got to address some tips to keep your air conditioning working properly and save you the overhead that's coming with that big electric bill. Speaking of summer, it's barbecue time. We've got a chef on the hook, and we're going to talk about the beef supply that's going to come to your backyard. Trust me on that. We're going America Outdoors with host Baratunde Thurston. Oh, and if you have had a mastectomy or a lumpectomy, women in a lot of pain with that, I've got a new procedure out there that you might want to hear about. That is all coming up. Plus, we'll get a check on real estate as well on this episode of the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. I'm Melissa Fox. Stay right there. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance it's not worth it if you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance call right now and learn for free how to get it listen affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away so give us a shout right now 800-398-0651-800-398-0651-800-398-0651 that's 800-398-0651 Kids are amazing. And at Florida Kid Care, we think their health care should be amazing too. That's why millions of Florida's kids from birth through the end of age 18 get their health and dental insurance for free or at a low cost. And your child can too. Apply today at floridakidcare.org or 1-888-540-KIDS. That's 1-888-540-5437. Jennifer knows firsthand that not all military trauma is combat related. As a sexual assault survivor, she left the service and tried to move on, but the depression and nightmares never left. Jennifer got the help she needed. Now she works at the Florida Veterans Support Line, using her journey to help fellow vets find the support and resources they need. Call 1-844-MY-FL-VET. Confidential 24-7. If adjusting to civilian life is hard, call me. I've been there. I got a new report here on plastic pollution in coastal states like us right here in Florida. And I know that most of us Americans want us, the U.S. that is, to reduce our reliance on plastic. So with that in mind, I got Anthony Tosino on the line. Tosino, he's the senior program officer with the WWF. That's the World Wildlife Fund. Anthony, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about this 11 million metric tons of plastic that gets into the world's oceans every year. What are we doing to take action? Yeah, so 11 million metric tons, that's a big number. It's kind of hard to visualize. Um, That's about a dump truck's worth of plastic every minute. Um, And at our current rate, by 2050, we'll have more plastic than fish in the ocean. So this is not a reality that we can let continue. We really need to address this problem. Um, and 85% of Americans are frustrated that this is the world we live in, where plastic enters the world's oceans. 
Um, so we, as One Source Coalition, are working together to address this problem. We span the gamut of partners from corporate partners to environmental activists to experts, aligning on what policy changes we need to see in the United States to make sure that we can create a future where plastic no longer enters nature. So you mentioned One Source Coalition. What is that? How, who's that made up of? Yeah, so we're a group of folks working together on the policy change we need to see. Um, we span some of the largest corporations in America to NGOs like World Wildlife Fund to on-the-ground experts who really understand the way that we create and use and recycle plastic. And together, we focus on three priorities, extended producer responsibility, essentially making sure that those who produce packaging and plastic pay for its collection and recycling, environmental justice to make sure that the way we create plastic doesn't create undue burden on local communities, and then encouraging the United States government to be an international leader, because while plastic pollution is an incredibly local issue, we need uh, global solutions to make sure that all of us are working together uh, to keep trash out of our ocean. So why is it so important to address this plastic waste crisis now? Why not in a couple months from now or maybe yeah. some four or five years from now? Why today? Absolutely, because we can make progress today and we can set ourselves up for a future where plastic doesn't enter nature. So we can create the types of change we need to see. 90% um, of Americans think that businesses that sell or use plastic need to be responsible for reducing and recycling that plastic waste. And we have the momentum and it's ready and we can make progress. Like I said, it's a pretty unique uh, uh, set of factors when it's corporations and NGOs and activists working together that doesn't happen very often. So we can make progress today and set ourselves up for success in the future. We're talking to Anthony Tusino. He's a senior program officer, plastic policy advocacy with the world uh, wide. I can never do it. It's the WWF, which is the World Wildlife Fund. And he's also the leader of One Source Coalition. Now, what's the coalition doing in my state? So it's important that all states take action on plastic waste. Um, and I think there's been a great example for Florida to follow in our friends in Colorado. Oh. Earlier this month, they passed the nation's first full extended producer responsibility law that makes the producers of plastic pay for the collection and recycling of their materials. Um, we saw in Colorado great enthusiasm from, from local activists to environmentalists and those corporate partners. Um, I think it's set a good roadmap for Florida uh, to take up these, these policies. It's important that we do all that we can, that we recycle, that we use less, that we reuse more. But it's incredibly important that we as consumers become advocates for the types of change we want to see. We cannot do it alone. We need a systems change. We need the way that we produce and use and recycle plastic to change. So it's important that we call on our policymakers and those that we do business with to implement these policies that reward recycling and reuse. Essentially, those corporations that create and use plastic would be financially responsible for collecting and recycling and reusing that material, removing the burden from us as consumers and taxpayers and local governments, um, and letting them be uh, responsible and accountable to making that change that we want to see. So it's important that we consistently call on them to make change to support these policies and work together um, as players in the systems to make sure that we are reducing and reusing and recycling all that we can. So we've been talking about the plastic problem, plastic policies. We need to work on this, folks. And we've been talking with One Source Coalition, Anthony Tusino. Where can we go and learn more? You can learn more at our website, onesourcecoalition.org.
Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651-800-398-0651-800-398-0651-That's 800-398-0651. Work zones present many challenges that require all drivers to stay alert. When entering a work zone, drivers should obey speed limits, avoid distractions, and maintain extra space between other vehicles. It is important to give others room and never attempt to cut off large trucks or buses. Remember, they are not able to stop as quickly as smaller vehicles. As you travel through the state, be prepared to stop, reduce your speed, and move into open lanes as soon as possible. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, Emmy Award-winning actor. And I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision. Especially when you're galloping side saddle down a countryside road on a horse named Archie Bello, who seems to have only one speed, high. And pulling on his reins only seems to encourage him to go even faster. So, of course, my body hurts and my joints ache, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Oh, oh Archibello! Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. As soon as this scene wraps, I'm going to kiss the ground, thank Archibello for his outstanding performance, feed him a carrot, and visit brainhealth.gov. Find out how you can make the most of your brain as you age at brainhealth.gov. Good morning. Good morning, Melissa. Hey, guys. Welcome. So we're here to talk about adding sizzle to your summer menu as we head back toward the barbecue. I never left the barbecue. This is Florida, guys. Florida. We're always barbecuing when we're not dodging the rain. I've got celebrity chef Lamar Moore and beef supply chain expert Jason Jerome. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Florida Roundtable. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So, Jason, you got some tips for getting the most out of my food budget this summer? I do, and I know that's a tough subject right now, but so excited to talk about on the first official day of summer. Mm. Uh, I know in Florida you've been, been in summer for a long time now, but first <laughs> official day. Um, so, you know, if you're looking at something like hosting a large group or stretching out your meals, looking for some variety for weekday dinners, you can uh, buy in bulk to stretch your dollar a little further. And so I know that is a bigger upfront investment, and it seems a little daunting, but you can save up to $2 a pound by buying in bulk or buying whole pieces and then cutting that beef down at home. So if we think of something like a whole strip loin, on average, those weigh about 15 pounds. So you're looking at a savings of $30 overall. And I mean, who wouldn't want an extra $30 right now? Yeah. And I think it's also super important to look at those ads that come from your grocery stores that come either in your newspaper or your mail or your email. You can also compare costs online. Uh, and then don't forget that most retailers, they traditionally offer steaks, like strip steaks, um, on sale around big summer grilling holidays like the 4th of July or Labor Day. I think lastly, I would say, you know, do your best to plan your meals, uh, especially if you're buying something in bulk. You can do strip steaks one day and then maybe a kebab the next, and then you can have stir fry for another day in the week. Now, what about storing the meat? You know, if I get something really big, there's only two of us in the household, and I want it to last. How do I store beef in the summer properly? 
Yeah, very important question on food safety. Uh, so if you're planning to use that beef in the next day, it's okay. Just go with that. Next day, it's okay, um, and to store that in the fridge. But if you're cutting something down in a large piece, and for you, for a house of two, right, you're going to have some portions left over that you need to store. So the best practice is to take that whole piece that you've just bought and cut that down right away. Uh, my recommendation is cutting several different sizes and different options, uh, and then you can package that for uh, meal prep. So package it by serving size. And then anything that you're going to use in the next one to three days, you're going to want to totally find to go ahead and put that in the refrigerator. Any longer than that, you're going to need to freeze it. And so freezing is also very important to know that you want to get as much air out of whatever package, bag, or container you're using to freeze it, um, as much air as possible. If you have a vacuum sealer, that's fantastic. If not, a Ziploc bag and, and, and getting all the air out is, is perfectly fine. Also important to write the date on there. You really don't want those steaks staying in the freezer too long, so it's good to know what date you put it in there, and then it's ready to roll the next time you're, you're ready to make a steak. So I don't want Chef Lamar Moore to feel left out here, um, but <laughs> I didn't get a taste of that award-winning burger yet. You know the one on Beat Bobby Flay. <laughs> oh, that's coming out soon, isn't it? How can I make my own award-winning burger, Chef Lamar? Um, so to make your award-winning burger, you know, using strip steak is, is one idea. Mm. I'm not sure if you have a grinder in your house or if you go to your local grocery chain. Um, I really like strip mixed with um, a little bit of short rib, which is gives some really good unctuous flavor in there. Um, and we talk simplicity. I'm, I'm all about, you know, you know, cooking things very, very easy and well. Just some simple kosher sauce, black pepper on there. Um, now, if you want to kick it up a notch, you can add a little bit of truffle mayo on there, too, and really good brioche bun is, 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 is a way to go. Um, and, and, and here's some other interesting spices, and I'll get into some of the things I cooked here, which would be some versatility when you're talking about cooking a really good burger. Um, so I've made a, a uh, shrimp filet with the collard green chimichurri. So chimichurri could be great on a burger as well. You can mix chimichurri, and, you know, I'm big on aiolis and mayonnaise, so you can mix that with a little bit of mayo as well. Um, next one, I made a, uh, a New York strip with a bourbon uh, black peppercorn sauce. And then I also have done some kebabs. We take the end pieces and made a Moroccan spice kebab with curry aioli. So when you talk about that burger, you can even, as opposed to when we talk, you know, grilling and barbecue, you know, Jason and I were talking earlier about, you know, making burnt ends. And so when you think about the kebab, so let's say you have your kebabs, you take it off the grill, and now you have a really nice brioche bun that's been buttered. So you take those pieces off of the, off of the skewer, and now you have your curry aioli on there and maybe some pickled uh, uh, um, red onion and, and cucumber, so now you got a, not another, not necessarily a burger, but a nice beef sandwich, too, that can you know, offer some versatility, too, as opposed to just having an actual ground beef. Mmm, sounds good. We're talking to Chef Lamar Moore. He's a celebrity chef. And also beef supply chain expert Jason Jerome. Because, well, it's time to get back outside and cook. And, of course, the 4th of July is the most popular occasion for cookouts and barbecues. Over half of the people that were talked to say, oh, yeah, we're going to have a cookout on that holiday. That's going to happen, yeah. Um, and most of the summer menus, at least at my house, are beef-centric. I mean, that is just the way it is. It's got to be beef. I mean, a couple of hot dogs here or there. But um, <laughs> so, Chef Lamar, are you cooking right now? What are you, what are you making us? Um, what I've cooked is what I just mentioned here was the actual the, the strip filet with the chimichurri, uh, mm. um, uh, chimichurri on there. And there's the, the New York strip with the 
black pepper bourbon sauce, and then the uh, Moroccan spice kebabs with uh, curioli. And, and we can definitely get down and cook a little bit more as we go into these summer months. Trust me, I'm excited about beef and getting outside grilling just as much as you are. Yeah, I'm I'm always uh, concerned, though. You are the supply chain guy, Jason Jerome. Um, do you have any problem getting beef to my plate this summer? You know, I don't. Um, there's always going to be a beef option. Now, you might not find the steak that you're looking for, but there's going to be another fantastic option there at the meat case that will perform great, uh, give you a ton of versatility, and will be the star of the show at your uh, summer cookout. Mm, I really like the tri-tops. Can never find those, though. They're very rare. Anyone? Anyone got one? Tri-top? No? Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah they'll make their way there eventually. You're at the wrong coast, but uh, they'll get there. <laughs> they are good. So, uh, Chef Lamar, any uh, other tips for us grilling at home aside from uh, uh, aioli sauces and chimichurris? And I got lost. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Um, I think one of the first things is making sure your grill is nice and hot, uh, getting it oiled down very, very well so that your steaks don't stick. Um, you know, when you get ready to, to cook and you have your meal plan set, uh, pulling your steaks out, allowing allow them to sit for about four or five minutes so that they're not ice cold once they hit the grill. Um, we talk about seasoning. I try to season very simplistic, even adding some of these other seasons I've mentioned in some of the steaks. Um, getting them oil or butter. Uh, you know, my preference is butter. Um, you can also do a, a oil and butter mix if you do like grapeseed oil or you know, vegetable oil mixed with butter. Um, what happens? The butter adds flavor and the oil. Uh, you can cook at a very high heat so it doesn't so it doesn't burn the butter. Um, you know, oil on both sides and then salt and pepper and then grilling. So when I'm grilling the steaks, I'll allow them to to sit on the grill for about you know four to five minutes. So if you think if you're looking at a clock and you have a nice uh, grill. Um, you start at 10 and you, and you turn it at 2, and that gives you a good diamond marking on there, a good sear on the outside to, you know, allow some unctuous flavor. Um, and, a, and one of the other big things that I see gets missed is allowing your steak to rest. Um, what I mean by that is when you pull off the grill, you allow it to rest in the pan, um, the juices redistribute right back into the steak, uh, allows the retain the moisture and flavor and, and deliciousness. Oh, we're learning here, people. Hey, where do we go for more information, uh, Jason or, or Chef Lamar? Sure. For more recipes like what Chef Lamar has, has talked about, and I'm going to tell you I'm getting hungry right now, <laughs> yeah. um, or, or for more tips on how to cut down beef at home, you can always go to beefiswhat'sfordinner.com. Yeah, beef is what's for dinner, my friends. And I expect Chef Lamar to try that burger soon rather than later. Um, also, congratulations on Vegas Prize Fight winning the Food Network's competition there. And Jason, thanks for making sure there's going to be beef on our plates this summer. Guys, thank you. Appreciate you coming on the roundtable. Thank, thank you so much. You. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. It's the Florida Roundtable, and as always, we've got tips and ways for you to save energy and money. Yes, <laughs> all summer long. As a matter of fact, since summer is now here officially, and these temperatures are not going to quit for a while, using your air conditioner more than you do, it's obvious. And coupling with the rising cost of everyday everything, many of us are looking for ways to save. With that in mind, go ahead and tell us who you are and who you work for. Sarah Gatewood, Florida Power and Light Company spokesperson. I understand you have a couple of energy-saving tips for us. Air conditioning is the largest driver of energy bills. Every degree you raise your thermostat can help you save between 3 to 5% on monthly cooling costs. And leaving interior doors open helps air circulate efficiently, 
Also, remember that fans call people, not rooms. Don't forget to turn off the fan when you leave the room. What are some other suggestions we can do? Cooling your home during these hot summer months is the largest driver of energy bills. Smart, free, and easy to use tools, like our energy manager, make it easy for you to see the when, where, and how of your home's energy use, showing you exactly where you can save. You'll also get personalized recommendations with savings that can add up. Thank you so much, Sarah Gatewood. We really appreciate you. And if you folks want to learn more ways you can save on your next monthly energy bill, visit fpl.com slash take control. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable. More coming your way right here on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. It's the Florida Roundtable. Did you know that up to 80% of women experience persistent pain after a mastectomy or a lumpectomy for breast cancer treatment? Now, for these women, listen up. New evidence is pointing to a new treatment option for your pain, a minimally invasive image-guided procedure that freezes the nerve that's transmitting the pain. It's achieving strong results. That's new research. It's presented by the Society of Interventional Radiology at their annual scientific meeting with that in mind let's meet this gentleman right here go ahead and tell us who you are please j david prologo md fsir an associate professor in the division of interventional radiology emory university school of medicine and what are the results of your research breast cancer is the most common invasive cancer in women and for many surgery is the best treatment unfortunately many women will have a persistent pain after surgery called post-mastectomy pain syndrome. Until now, there has been no real effective treatment to stop this pain. In our study, we used a minimally invasive procedure called cryoablation to treat this pain. Using live CT imaging, we placed the needle into the nerve transmitting the pain. We freeze that nerve, which not only blocks the pain signals, but results in ultimate repair of the damaged nerve. It takes about an hour, requires only local anesthetic, and most patients go home the same day. Tell us a little more about the procedure. Procedures like this for post-mastectomy pain are great examples of how the specialty of interventional radiology can help patients with pain. Many cancer patients may be living in pain unnecessarily, and these procedures can be life-changing. Cryoablation is non-surgical and has very few complications. In addition to helping cancer patients live their best lives more fully, it can also help them stick with their cancer treatments. To learn more about this or other interventional radiology treatments, simply go to surweb.org. That's S-I-R-W-E-B dot org. This is the Florida Roundtable. We'll be right back. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. Camaraderie got Miguel through Iraq and Afghanistan. Back home, it saved his life. The support of his fellow veterans gave Miguel the connection and resources he needed to adjust to civilian life. 
Now he's paying that forward at the Florida Veterans Support Line. Call 1-844-MY-FL-VET. Confidential 24-7. If you or someone you love needs help, call me. I've been there. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Crump witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result? More confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You want to learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org, where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as The Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late, we stay informed, we invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Imagine. Imagine being denied an apartment because of your religion, or your race, or because you have children, or a disability. It's so wrong. Yes, but who has the power to stop this? You do. Each of us has the power. The law is on your side. It's illegal for landlords to discriminate because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status. If you suspect that you have experienced housing discrimination, File a complaint with HUD immediately so we can investigate it. Fair housing is your right. Use it. To learn more, visit HUD.gov slash fair housing. That's HUD.gov slash fair housing. Or call 1-800-669-9777. 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. Sure. Sure is right, and I will tell you why. The real estate industry, you know, there's a lot going on, and if you pay attention with the Fox Home Game, you know that I host a couple of real estate shows, and among other things, I do a lot. But the real estate industry here in Florida is kind of crazy. And matter of fact, I think we have about a 24-day inventory, at least in Central Florida. With that in mind, let's talk to Jonathan Curry. Hello, Jonathan. How are you? 
Good morning. How are you doing? I am good. You are a partner with uh, the global law firm Reed and Smith. You want to uh, tell us a little bit about this uh, large family office that you work at? What is, what's that mean, the largest family offices? Right. So I'm a partner in the law firm. I'm in the financial uh, industry group. Um, but a lot of my practice is either representing family offices and real estate transactions and other things or being on the other side of those deals. So representing uh, banks and other financial institutions, putting out money to those family offices, other types of investors as well. A lot of institutional investors, companies, corporations doing different things. But, you know, family offices are a very particular sort of niche. Sounds like it. So you uh, you handle the real estate investments, and you have maybe noticed out there that there's a lot of uh, companies that are buying up what little inventory we have left here and doing crazy stuff like that. Is is that how they are growing their wealth? Well, I mean, there's no doubt that a lot of what's been driving the uh, real estate market lately are companies that are getting into the game, buying even single-family homes and putting them out there for rent or doing rent-to-own programs, things like that. So driving up prices, I don't know how long that's going to continue, but it's certainly part of the uh, part of the equation. Family offices tend to be a little bit more conservative about that. I mean, they won't always go for the latest and greatest. Um, normally, you're talking about family wealth, right? I mean, what are family offices? These are privately held companies that help ultra-high net worth individuals and, and um, uh, families invest uh, oftentimes generational wealth. Um, it could also be first generation, obviously, but um, they're really looking for long-term growth which is probably always a good idea in real estate as opposed to making a quick buck. Can you buy something? Can you flip it? Sure, people do that every day. But can you also get stuck holding the bag? Yeah, of course. Uh, so family offices and conservative real estate investors take a longer-term uh, longer approach. So, But they do use real estate, obviously, to grow their wealth. And why would they use real estate in specific? Is that just a, a pretty good foundation to start with or – I mean, how's that work? Yeah, you know, I looked up some uh, statistics before our call. So uh, family offices invest maybe 20, 25 percent of their portfolios typically in real estate. And that's grown substantially over the last couple of years. Um, and the larger the office, the more they invest in real estate, I found. So, hmm. you know, that should tell you that the smartest money or maybe the, maybe it doesn't always go hand in hand, but the biggest, uh, the biggest wealth is investing in, in real estate. And uh, why? Well, because I think that it's inflation-proof over the long term. Um, it's a safe place to park your money for many, many years. Um, you know, listen, most people out there, most people listening to this, their biggest investment is their home. And usually it's a very good investment. That's why you're always able or very often able to take out home equity loans because that, that capital grows, your equity grows in your home. Well, the same is true for every type of real estate, every asset class. We're talking to Jonathan Curry. He's a partner with the global law firm Reed Smith, works with the nation's largest family offices, which is what we have uh, discussed here what we've explained for you so you know what family offices mean you're handling their real estate investments and 
these new strategies now that I'm noticing some of the super rich are out there. It's some unique opportunities that they're taking advantage of. And perhaps the layperson like myself and some of the listeners might be able to find something in there that the super rich are doing and put that to their investments. So what are they doing? What kind of uh, what kind of real estate are they mainly interested in these family offices? Sure, right. So um, they're investing. <clears throat> Traditionally, they're looking for limited partnership type investments, right? So where somebody else has found the property, somebody else is going to manage the property, um, but you're going to put your dollars into it and you're going to... Uh, participate in the revenue from that property and the profits, and then you're also going to participate in the long-term increase in value. Um, And why are they doing that? They do it that way because even large family offices who may have investment professionals, they may have legal professionals, they certainly have tax professionals on staff, they generally will not have a real estate professional because real estate is very local. So if they're buying something in Florida, they want Florida expertise. If they're buying something in California or New York, they want the local expertise. Um, and so those sorts of investments are available to anybody who has the dollars to invest in them. Of course, the problem is there's often very large uh, minimum investment requirements. Um, but the internet has changed that. And so if you are interested, there are crowdsourced type real estate investments out there. There's companies like, um, uh, let me see, what are these? CrowdStreet is one of them, uh, Fundrise, Cadre. You can put in as little as five, ten, twenty-five thousand dollars $25,000 to these companies and participate in the types of real estate investments that uh, folks with much, much deeper pockets are investing in. Um, you do give up some control. You have to be careful about where you're investing. You have to understand what it is, like any investment, um, but it does make it available. Is there any particular market here in the state of Florida that is trending with the family offices? Yeah, I would have to say that um, the uh, listen everywhere is hot, of course, right? Mm-hmm. And there are opportunities, I think, everywhere. But if you're looking at, for example, multifamily, which is always a great asset class, and that's true whether you're buying a 350-unit garden-style apartment complex somewhere or you're buying uh, a duplex as your first real estate investment. And very often the best place to find those and the and the spots where family offices and other sophisticated investors look are up-and-coming markets. Right. So suburbs of places like Tampa, um, outside Jacksonville, um, maybe near college towns like Gainesville. Um, and you're also looking for what we call value add opportunities. So these are properties where you can update the carpet, the kitchen, uh, the bathroom, or maybe add amenities and increase the rent after you acquire the property. Oh, I see that. What kind of pitfalls? Now, we've mentioned it scattered throughout this conversation that, you know, there's a risk, obviously, in purchasing real estate, whether you're a family office or a huge, you know, multi-million dollar business. Um, There's obviously sometimes that you step in it. So what do we uh, need to be aware of as an investor? 
yeah, there's a lot of steps. And obviously, depending on who you use and how you invest, you can turn to professionals for some or, or really all of these, right? I mean, the initial phase is probably finding the opportunity and evaluating, really crunching the numbers, right? If it looks too good to be true, it probably is. I see that all the time, and, and I see it from folks that you would think are, are the most sophisticated folks in the world. And they send me something, and I say, if this was all true, they wouldn't be coming to you for money, right? <laughs> I mean, banks would be coming after them, or, or real big investors would be coming after them. They don't need your small investment. So really get into it. Find out what the long-term, uh, uh, you know, the long-term value of the investment is. Um, and then you also have to think about the tax consequences, a lot of people will get into an investment thinking that it's going to go great. It does go great. And then they're shocked when they realize that there's some huge tax consequence when they get out of it, no. either on the income that they're getting paid, right, or when they sell. They're like, what do you mean I have to, you know, send 30% of this to the government? And they might have been able to structure it differently up front. Maybe it should be in a trust. Maybe you should be using um, investment, um, you know, retirement. Uh, account uh, funds to purchase real estate or invest in a REIT or something like that. Um, so the, those are sorts of, uh, those are some of the things. Uh, who are you investing with? Right. You know, who are you getting into bed with, right? That's always a question. It is. We're talking with Jonathan Curry about new real estate investment strategies of the super rich that can basically help any investor. Uh, John, how can we get more information about you and uh, Reed Smith? Sure. Well, you can easily find me online. My last name is spelled with a K, K-U-R-R-Y. And my email is easy, jcurry at reedsmith.com. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your information with us and for teaching us about family offices and giving us an outlook and perspective on the real estate industry, at least here in Florida and if you're thinking about investing. Jonathan Curry, again, thanks for joining us today on the Florida Roundtable. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. You're listening to the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. When was the last time you had a truly awesome nursery experience? A nursery and garden center with a huge selection and friendly expert advice. We're talking about Quality Green specialists in Deland. At Quality Green, we have your favorite plants, fruit trees, flowers, vegetables, and herbs. Plus, with our 8011 fertilizer, organic azomite, and composted soil, your garden will look its very best. Great plants, sustainable products, friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue, Deland, and online at qualitygreenspecialist.com. Living with a body of water right outside your home sounds delightful until these boogers start showing up. Mosquitoes aren't just annoying. They can carry deadly diseases like Zika and West Nile virus. But with Summit Mosquito Dunks, you can have your pond without all the worry. Simply drop a Summit Mosquito Dunk into standing water and kill mosquito larvae for 30 days or longer. Mosquito Dunks are harmless to people, pets, fish, and wildlife. So it's just that that stop hanging around. Visit SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. Did you know the brain develops until you're 25? That means any drugs or alcohol you put into your body affect the way your brain develops. You need your brain for everything you do. Each time teens use drugs or alcohol increases the risk of damage to their brain and body, even death. You have the power to protect your brain. Use the facts about drugs and alcohol to make your future the best it can be. Check out thefactsyourfuture.org. 
Your future depends on it. Hey, Florida, we know you love getting out on the water, but do you know what to wear when you're out there on the water? A life jacket, of course. And whether you're fishing, skiing, sailing, or just cruising the water, there's a perfect life jacket designed for you and your activity. Always check the label to make sure your life jacket is U.S. Coast Guard approved. Then try it on to make sure it fits properly. And then wear it. Life jackets save lives. Visit wearitflorida.com to learn more. That's wearitflorida.com. It's the Florida Roundtable, Melissa Fox and Baratunde Thurston. How you doing? So much going on today. Yep, let me talk about the American Outdoors. You know this guy. New York Times best-selling author and an outdoor enthusiast. Let's talk. Hey, Baratunde, how you doing today? I am doing wonderful. How you doing? I'm all right. So tell us about this American Outdoors six-part travel and adventure series, won't you? Yeah, yeah. So the show is called America Outdoors, and uh, I like to think of it as America, comma, outdoors. I basically got to interact with every type of person in this country through their connection to the outdoors. So we're talking uh, the most remote community of Tangier Island in the Chesapeake Bay that is actually disappearing due to rising sea levels. We're talking fifth-generation ranchers in Idaho. Uh, we're talking indigenous nations in uh, Death Valley in northern Minnesota doing their rice harvest up there. Uh, talking black people surfing and, uh, and paralyzed dudes whitewater rafting. Uh, it's so much more in between, but it's really, uh, I got a great cross-section of the diverse types of folks in this country connecting uh, on our common ground. Did you just say paralyzed dudes doing whitewater rafting? I, I did. I did say <laughs> paralyzed dude uh, doing whitewater rafting. What? This is Eric Thompson. Uh, he uh, has a business, I believe it's, it's like, like adaptive water sports or something very similar to that. And he took me down the New River ah. uh, up in Appalachia in, the- in this beast of a whitewater raft. Um, he was, you know, a- in his youth, a, uh, a guide on rivers. He was extremely active in the outdoors. He had an accident in a car and was paralyzed from the chest down um, and wanted to get back out on the river. And didn't just want to be a passenger. That was the first method he had was his friends just took him out in their boats. Uh, but he wanted to pilot himself. He wanted to navigate himself. And so he did research. He was so determined. He worked extremely hard. And uh, he took me down the river way better than I would have done on my own. Oh, uh, he man. is a force of nature, you know, in communication with nature. is really beautiful. Now, the New River, I actually was a guide on that one summer back in the 80s. Oh, so you know. Yeah, so those are fours and fives as it comes to uh, going through those uh, the rapids. And that is incredible, even for someone who is able-bodied. I can't wait to see that episode. Now, it's called American Outdoors with Baratunde Thurston. Do we call you Barry or Tunde? Uh, D T yeah. I have I have so many loving corrections for you. So uh, America outdoors, and you do not call me Barry. That was uh, my first grade teacher tried that. It didn't last very long. <laughs> Baratune Day. I have faith in you to be able to pull off the whole thing. I can do it, Baratune Day. Very nice. Yes, so, you nailed. Oh, you rolled the R like a good Floridian. Well thanks. done. Well done. Thanks. I'm from Massachusetts, so I'm very proud of my Florida accent. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what was it like when I you were working? Twelve years. I spent twelve years in Massachusetts. We have a lot more in common. Fair right? enough. I'm from Nantucket Island, born and raised. Beautiful little place. I okay. can't afford to live there anymore. So, tell us a little <laughs> bit about when you worked for the Onion. How is that? Some of our listeners must know the Onion. 
Uh, yeah, America's finest news source, uh, more true than it ever intended to be. Right. I, I was there for, for five years, from 2007 to 2012, uh, ran the political coverage, and, uh, and led our efforts in the digital realm, which, uh, you know, getting our first apps up, updating the website, doing all kinds of interactive games and whatnot. It was uh, the greatest journalistic job I ever had. Oh, man. Now, tell us a little bit about your New York Times bestseller, too. Uh, How to be black. Is that a guide? It is a guide, but if you're not black, it doesn't work like that. Uh, It doesn't transform you. And I put that in the disclaimer up front. There's no refunds or anything like it. But it is a a guide to my experience of, of being black in this country which often meant uh, being too black for certain communities and not black enough for others. And, and as a child, you know, doing things that were deemed not black, like hiking and biking and uh-huh. camping and all this outdoor stuff. So it really does, you know, come back around to the show in that, you know, I got to go out and explore and be with uh, and myself, but also other black people who really enjoyed the outdoors. And in some cases were, um, fighting an uphill battle to be able to claim those spaces, either, you know, against their own stereotypes of their communities or against others who thought you don't belong out here. Oh, wow. So America Outdoors with Baratunde Thurston is the new six-part travel and adventure series. It's going to be on PBS. It premieres Tuesday, July 5th. And it's going to air at 9 and 10 and also, uh, well, let's see, 9 and 10 a.m. So that's when that one's running? 9 p.m. 9 9 p.m. I can't read my paper here. 9 p.m. That's how I'm here to help. Yeah, so I'll be all right. (laughs) So tell us, I mean, you've got the iHeart Podcast Awards, which is, we are an iHeart station here at FNN. And I'm impressed. Hey, family. Yeah, what's up? But I still, I'm not, I still want to read your book and see if I can figure it out. I just, I do. I mean, look, we we all have much to learn, including those of us uh, who are actually born black. So I encourage you uh, read the book. That podcast you mentioned is called How to Citizen, and it's definitely it's part of the iHeartRadio network. So good to good to be with my cousin here. Mm. Um, and yeah, America Outdoors, July fifth, nine p.m. Let's uh, let's reconnect with nature uh, and to each other in the process. It's a beautiful, active, sometimes silly sometimes spiritually transformative show. What did you think about the coal mines? Well, I didn't go uh, into coal mines myself, but I had two mining-related experiences on the show. Uh, the first is the very first uh, segment we ever filmed. So this is like my first time leaving my house during COVID, basically. And we were up in a silver mine um, out in near Death Valley, California, a place called Cerro Gordo, where a kid from Austin bought this mine uh, Brent Underwood wanted to turn it into like a tourist attraction and got stuck there you know, during COVID, basically. So he's living by himself in essentially like a haunted silver mine. And I spent some time up there with him and his haunted neighbors. And that was freaky and a lot of fun. Wait a minute, um, haunted? Spent... <laughs> no, oh, that, yeah. Isn't that another thing that uh, stereotypically black people don't do? We, we don't do haunted people? Or I, um, I don't. That's funny. I um. I am less familiar with that one. I don't enjoy haunted scenarios uh, for sure, but I had a job to do, and I'm a professional, so I stuck around. Stuck it out, yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, and then we were up in um, in Appalachia, you know, which whose economy has been defined by coal, and uh, but we saw uh, everything but in terms of the types of innovation going on up there. So we spent time with the Appalachian Beekeepers Collective, uh, which is basically creating jobs for folks 
in a, a much more supportive relationship with nature than coal mining. Uh, that also, you know, generates some some healthy incomes. Uh, we spent time, you know, with the tourism industry, with, uh, with the new down the new river, and looking at other ways to generate money again with nature, uh, with regenerative farmers. So basically, people who are pulling more carbon out of the atmosphere than they're releasing into it because of the way that they grow food. Um, that's literally where I had the best meal of this entire experience. Was at a little family farm uh, in the Shenandoah Valley. I will never forget this meal oh so good so good i'm, I'm starting to drool it's beautiful there in the shenandoah valley too it's uh it's absolutely yes, it wonderful if you ever get there in the fall I tell you the colors will just knock you out america yeah. outdoors with baratunde thurston it starts tuesday night 9 p.m eastern time on pbs check your local listings in case did i miss anything i mean we've got the how to be black book that's a new york times bestseller and of course he has the podcast you can find on the iHeartRadio app how to citizen with baratunde do we miss anything or did i hit all the bags you you hit all the bags i <laughs> uh, just you know Write this down, people. This show is basically, uh, think of it as a birthday gift to the nation. So July 5th, 9 p.m., after you're done with the fireworks and too many hot dogs and you're in recovery (laughs) from your celebrations, you can sit back, relax, and watch me be very, very active. Very active. I really enjoyed talking to you, Baratunde. It's been a lot of fun. Go check out the show, friends. American Outdoors with Baratunde. Thurston, I'm Melissa Fox, and I got to say thank you so much for joining us today on the Florida Roundtable. Thanks, Melissa. You're listening to the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. More Florida Roundtable in just a moment. In the eyes of the world, surrender has a negative connotation, a sign of weakness and humiliation. When you surrender, you're admitting you've lost and no one likes to lose. But here's the irony. When it comes to the journey of faith, surrender is the beginning of a victorious life. When we really understand how much God loves us, when Christ died on the cross, paying the penalty for our sins, and then rose from the dead, we become convicted that we've been living a life of self-sufficiency. And then we finally surrender our lives, handing over our desires, our dreams, our goals, and even our failures. Then and only then do we take the first step in the ultimate victory in living. It all begins with surrender, surrendering to Jesus. Have you done this? I promise you, it's real living. This is Bryant Wright, waving the white flag, speaking right from my heart. For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. We're all excited that summer is here. But there's no need to rush to your destination. Speeding and aggressive driving are not only against the law, but extremely dangerous. The trip to your destination can be half the fun, so take your time and enjoy the ride. The Florida Highway Patrol reminds you to slow down, stay cool, and be safe this summer. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Visit flhsmv.gov for more information. 
shortness of breath, patients confused, temp 102. He just had an infection. What's going on? It's becoming septic. Antibiotics started. Bed ready, let's move him. Infections can lead to a deadly chain reaction in your body called sepsis. Very quickly, sepsis can cause tissue damage, organ failure, and even death. If you know the risks, can spot the symptoms, and act fast, then you can get ahead of sepsis. Learn more at cdc.gov sepsis. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. My son had a full-blown asthma attack. It came out of nowhere. The unsettling thing about some symptoms is... I had a fever and these terrible headaches. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I had Zika virus from a mosquito. He had a reaction to cockroach allergens. Threats to your health can come from unexpected places. Get the facts. Visit pestworld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. Summer is here, and to keep drivers safe as we head into the summer heat, check to protect. It's a coalition led by the National Safety Council. With that in mind, go ahead and tell us who you are and what's going on. Chris Freeman, Recall Campaign Manager. So, Chris, tell us what the deal is. June is Airbag Recall Repair Month, and we are urging drivers to take a few minutes to check their vehicles for defective recalled airbags. These recalls can be dangerous and lead to serious injury or even death. If your vehicle has a recalled airbag, contact your local dealership as soon as possible to schedule your free repair. Does it cost any money, Chris? It is fast, free, and easy to check for airbag recalls. Visit checktoprotect.org, then enter a license plate number or your 17-character vehicle identification number, or VIN, which is located on the driver's side dashboard by the windshield and is also on most vehicle registration documents. Then you can schedule a free repair at your local dealership. This simple step will help you and your passengers stay safe this summer. Visit CheckToProtect.org today and see if your vehicle has an open recall. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station's management, ownership, or sponsors. For questions or comments, write to Florida Roundtable at fnnonline.net.